When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast lore behind the Mass Effect games. Welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I've got Sam here with me and a whole cast of patrons to join us for our end of the month, slightly beginning of the month kind of chat. We had to push it back from last week, but we've got a whole bunch of people here to discuss the topic for this month. It was voted on, and this one got the most votes. Which alien race would you be if you were in Mass Effect? That's not human. You can't pick human. I teased that maybe we should all just pick Volus and then do a whole episode just straight-faced about how that was the answer. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, Sam's, um. <laughs> Sam, Sam's making the sounds. Um, so this is going to be fun. Let's go through. I'm going to read out all the names, and then on the count of three, each of you will unmute and try to make a sound that sounds similar to the race that you're going to pick all at the same time to say hello. We'll see how this turns out. Maybe it's going to be weird. I don't know. But we have Will, Genesis, Edboy, Scott, Magister, Turbo Toboggan, Apollo, Green Wicked Ranger, and M. Jamar. Welcome again, everybody. Thanks for being here. Ready? On the count of three, get ready to unmute. One, two, three. Hi. 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 <laughs> I have no idea what anybody said other than hi. That was fun. Um, Sam, I'm excited about this. This is a I'm fun excited. conversation. And Tom, it's good to have you back, first Thanks. of all. Thanks. I know. Things have been and crazy. I was sick. Uh, we had a hurricane. My schedule's yeah. been crazy. Uh, <laughs> things have been kind of nuts. Just some little things. Yeah, a, f- a few <laughs> major life things in the last few weeks. Uh, and then I was on vacation like last month. I feel like I've missed out on so much, but I'm so glad to be back. And I'm so glad that all of you guys were able to push this back a week so that we could do this all together. So thank you for doing that. Um, but here, let's kick this off. Who wants to start? Who absolutely knows? I know exactly what alien race I'm going to be. We've got Green Wicked Ranger raising a hand. Green, welcome to the show. And what are you thinking? How you doing, Tom? Hey, Sam. Hey, what's up, Green? Not too much. Um, honestly, all day today, you know, throughout work, I, I've been thinking, you know, do I do I want to go Krogan or uh, Drell? Ultimately, I got to go with Quarian. Wow. Okay, that okay. is that is quite I'm a jump. Intrigued. Like from one to the next to the next. What? All right. Tell take us on that thought process. What what got you there? So, as much as I love the Krogans, you know, just headbutting and just having so good fun with a shotgun, whatever. And drills, you know, I love their sneakiness and the way Thane is always, as, as always. But uh, quarrying to me just stands out. Also, you know, I gotta be gotta be with uh, 
my girl. <laughs> You've got the shirt on. Yeah, that's there. You go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Got stick with the uh, tally. So here, let me let me um let me, let's zoom in on this a little bit. When mm-hmm. you're thinking about which race you're going to be, is this more of a this is who I would like to be and I like this, or this is who actually matches who I already am? Which I'm, kind of I'm direction? More of the, are we in? Uh, the first topic. Okay, so if, you're if I was to match who I am, it it would definitely be the Krogan. Okay, so by nature you're more Krogan. Yeah, but this is what you're aspiring to. Yeah, because I'm, I'm also, you know, this also stems from uh, I'm trying to do a Mass Effect themed uh, D&D type session with some close friends. Nice. And I'll, I'll be, I've run a campaign or I've I've yeah, done a campaign. My friend ran it, but I'll, I'll be playing a uh, chlorine in that. OK, cool. So, OK, so what is it about them? Because obviously they don't have an easy life. Uh, no. There's not a bunch of them. It's a very difficult. Uh, it's not one of the, uh, I don't know, cozier races to be. What what draws you to them specifically? Loving those tight quarters. Yeah, you like that whole like living condition thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people it doesn't bother. Other people are like, absolutely no way, can't do that. Honestly, yeah, and, you know, just just thinking about that lifestyle, though. Honestly, though, it does seem like it, it's one of those. Okay, this is a challenge. Well, let's see if we if we can do the challenge. I like that. Let's see if we can step up. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I, there are things in my personal life that I take on because I don't know if I can achieve them and I want to be the kind of person who can. So I, I take that on just to see if I can do it. And I don't always succeed, but I get that mentality of like, this isn't an easy choice. And so that actually makes it more appealing. Yep. Cool, cool. All right. Sam, do you have any questions or anybody else? Let's open this up. Who has any other questions about the Quarian lifestyle? Would you be okay with eating the kinds of food that Corians have to eat whenever they're not on the migrant fleet? Well, if it, if it means death or, you know, eating something that, you know, just does not look appeasing, I'm going to go with that. does not look appeasing. It's a low bar, but okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Any other questions about the Corian lifestyle? No other questions. I have to wonder here. Let's let's see. Anybody else have Corian on their list? I have a, I, I have a Corian question that I just thought about. Go for um, it. So we talked about this during the migrant fleet episode, Tom. But would would you be OK, Green, um, pretty much using a colostomy bag at all times? <laughs> that is a thing. That's a thing. You know, if, it, if, if it's if it's within the uh, the lining of the suit that protects me in the environment, I got to do what I got to do. Right. Get Come on, Colossi Bag, let's go. <laughs> got a got old got old poopy suit over here. Got old poop suit. Got old poop suit. <laughs> yeah, it takes kind of the uh, romance out of the that idea a little bit. Um, all right, anybody else? Corian is on your list. Oh, Ed Boy, is that your choice? Are you going to choose Corian also? He's nodding his head. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So let's transition into you. Let's let's keep the Corian train going. Why um, Corian for you? I guess because the suits just, um, and the way the suits walk, you don't really have to worry about your own appearance. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Cause you, nobody like can really see you. You're mostly yeah, like, like the, even your those, face is pretty occluded. Right. So like, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I kind of like came to this conclusion, um, cause in mass effect ascension, uh, Jillian has to wear one of the, suits and she has an easier time talking to people 
with the suit on because she's not having direct like eye contact mm-hmm. with people and i'm like jillian i am autistic so i eye contact can be difficult for me sometimes do you find it uh like social interactions in general or just kind of make you feel anxious yeah okay so if you if you don't have to show your face and there's no eye contact it's it's more like talking to somebody online where you don't have your cameras on right yeah you feel more comfortable mm-hmm. with that so ed boy i really love your answer because it's it's deeply rooted in the lore you know uh yeah. where if it, for anyone who has not read mass effect ascension um Ed Boy already summarized it pretty well, but to go further into it, Jillian decides to live with the Corians permanently um, because of their lifestyle and the suits. And she and she actually opens up and becomes more herself. There's a lot of other complications with Cerberus pursuing her and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But for, yeah. for these purposes, yeah, I really love your answer. Thank you. Yeah, that's cool. I I hadn't even considered that. I mean, most people see the suits as a limitation or uh, potentially a danger, depending on the situation you're in. Um, Mm -hmm. But to see that as uh, like a benefit and in that ways, it it really turns it on its head. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions about Corians? Any other Corian questions? Would you be okay with the whole like close quarters living thing or going out and be, you know, leaving and having to go do your, your journey thing, whatever that, what's, what's that called? Your pilgrimage? What about, um, I was going to say, what about just having to be nomadic? Like, are we, we could, I guess we could suspend that, right? We could suspend the nomadic stipulation, but it is kind of integral to the Korean culture. How do you, how do you feel about that, Ed? Uh, I suppose that would be a little challenging. I'm like a really like roots in the ground kind of guy. Like I don't like to move around a lot. So that would, that would be challenging, but at the same time it would be kind of interesting to go around and learn about these different cultures. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So we've got two for Corians and we've got some new people jumping in here. We've got Mighty Talos and G-Man and Andrew. Welcome to, to they're a little bit late, but that's not a big deal. Welcome. And um, feel free to chime in when when we you have an opportunity or whatever. Also, thanks for making your mics muted as we as we chat. All right. Who would like to go next? Anybody ready to go? Turbo Tabog. I see. I saw Turbo's hand first. Turbo, what are you thinking? Um. I want to be in a sorry and stuff. Okay. Um, now is this a, be- is this a, this is who you actually are or this is who you aspire to be? Which direction are we going with this? This is who I aspire to be. Who I actually am would probably be Corian, but I would prefer to be, uh, a sorry and a sorry. Yeah. Okay. Why is that? Yeah. One, uh, in their culture, they don't have gender. You're just you. And I like that thought of good stuff, but, um, cause then you can love who you want to love. But, uh, 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 but, um, I, I like that. I like the long lifespan, but, um, being able to have a kid with whoever you want and not really worry and stuff and then and they don't have to worry about their kids dying and stuff like that 
and they're they're accepted by everyone. I, I don't know if I could uh deal with everyone just automatically assuming you're thieves and stuff like the Corians and stuff. Okay. I mean that seems like a bunch of cool reasons. Yeah, Same. I don't even need the biotic powers. I don't need all the that. I just because I don't know if I could if I was actually one of the other species, I'd I've never been I've had a very blessed life. I don't know if I could be the other races and stuff. So if I'm being uh, uh, honest and stuff. I, I think that the long lifespan is certainly an attractive prospect of, of being an Asari uh, and being naturally gifted at biotics more so than other races, right? That would be cool. Yeah. All right, so let's open this one up. Who else is thinking Asari? Genesis, I am for sure. Magister, M. Jamar. Wow, we've got a few Bye. different people. All right, let's let's jump to Genesis. Why Asari for you? Uh, I love that they are very fluid and the fact that nobody really knows what they look like because we have it in the basis of the lore that, you know, it's like, oh, whatever species is looking at them, they see a little bit of themselves reflected back. So I think that that's really cool. But honestly, I really, really identify with Matriarcha Theta. Like she is, ex they are exactly who I see myself as. They have a child. They are matriarch status, so a little bit older. Uh, knows how to have a really good beer and good time with friends, and is half Krogan, so has the attitude to follow it up. Like matriarch Theta is who I am. Wow. So direct, uh, like you really feel, so a lot of people are talking about who they aspire to be, but you feel like sh she, they are you. That's like yeah. very much so. That's, that's interesting. And I, I, I feel like I can attest to that. I know Genesis well enough to know that she can knock back a drink, but will also <laughs> knock someone out if they're bothering you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, you also mentioned the whole uh, the weird thing about like how they look different to different races because of like mm -hmm. that, that whole thing. That's that's like space magic to me. You know, I, uh, like, so it's, it's that weird. is derived from the Salarian bachelor party scene in Mass Effect 2, which I think it, it's fair to say it's canon. But I also think that it was meant as a joke. So, so yes. I mean, the way that I interpret that scene is like they're talking about how, well, don't you see the way that her her hair or her hair spikes look very Turian the way. So the Turians see that aspect and that's what they see in themselves. The Salarian thinks that they look. No, they look more like our horns do. So it's not necessarily like a sorry all look different to, pe to different types of people. I think it's more of like a they are just more attractive to all races because you can pick and choose what's like, oh, that kind of reminds me of my own species. Certain things draw your eye. And so it, it's mm -hmm. like um, it's like seeing a face in a cloud, right? Like we're programmed to see human faces everywhere. And so when something even slightly resembles a human face, it looks more like a human face than it actually looks. It's it's like in our minds, we're seeing more of something that we're programmed to see. So it's, it's almost like they're they're the, the cloud version of, of a race where, like, if you're drawn to certain aspects of their features, then those things stand out more, which is interesting. It's really a cool concept. 
All right. Anybody else have any questions about Asari when it comes to Jen? I have I have one that I just thought about. If you were an Asari, but your loved ones and family members weren't, that would be pretty hard, right? Because you would outlive everyone. Yes. Are they uh, are they the absolute like my- longest living race? Krogan are like lobsters. So basically <laughs> they uh they don't no one knows their true lifespan, I think. Drac well, is the oldest Krogan in Mass Effect, and I think he's like almost a thousand years old, right? I thought he was over a thousand. I thought he was he was pushing it. He was pushing it up there. He was Yeah, yeah. I think he was a little over a thousand, I think. And then Brex was pretty old too, I thought. Yes, Rex is very old. Um, so, uh, Magister yeah. uh, suggests the Leviathans are longest lived. Definitely, those are the, <laughs> they are definitely the longest. <laughs> so, as long as you're not um, a Leviathan and probably not a Krogan, then you're going to outlive everybody else. I don't. I don't know. I just thought about you know. I was thinking about Asari with a thousand year lifespan, and I think it's even brought up at some points in dialogue in the game. I can't really remember where right now, but I think it is brought up how. Uh, there's Asari in relationships who will outlive their partners, like like that. You know, if they're, uh, uh, I mean, heck, if it's a human, it's going to be a ten times longer lifespan. Like, yeah, wow, yeah. All right, so, cool. Like Bicentennial Man, the movie. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, Magister. Speaking of Magister, you also said Asari. What is it that about the Asari that appeals to you? Is, is this a uh, this is who I feel like I am, or this is who I aspire to be? This is who I aspire to be. I think who I am is more Geth, actually. Wow. Um, wow. That's a cool choice. Would be a sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> a couple reasons. Uh, one, um, a part of their whole like long lifespan, I really think that that's cool. But I think uh, also the um, like how they have those defined flexible but defined um age groups when it comes to their thousand year life like you have the 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 uh the your version the mate uh, all the way up to the matron and like all the different type of life experiences that you can get during that time frame like imagine being a philosopher or an educated person in the asari you get a that like 300 years to study and learn and become a doctor and grow and all those different things there and um and then eventually becoming the matriarch stage and be able to pass down that wisdom a thousand years of wisdom to uh your fellow people i mean i think that's pretty cool um outside of that also biotic powers because at the end of the day if i'm (laughs) if there's space magic i want to have space magic and they're the best at space magic so heck yeah definitely want that no, that's really that's a really cool insight because we get a little bit of that as humans, but our lifespans are compared to them are very short. And being somebody who's like definitely middle aged at this point in my life, like looking at my parents and their generation, how many more years you've got in a lifespan? Like, there's only there's there's a finite amount of things that you can do, really, if you think about it. And um, to be able to live, say, a thousand years, and for that to uh, like affect that dynamic between generations and passing down that knowledge, the amount of knowledge you could accrue living 10 times longer. You're right. That's, that's really cool. I'm a thespian myself. So I can only imagine 
the amount of crafting that you can get, like learning how to do stage crafting and learning how to do acting. And you could literally learn how to be a one man or one woman or whatever you're um, going with their uh, show for the most part. Cause you can learn all those skills by the time you're a matriarch, you'd be the matriarch of the arts, like literally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the amount of uh, ability to perfect a skill or something after that many years of practice would be like, we, we wouldn't have anything to compare it to as humans because it was just mind blowingly longer lifespan. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. Sam. I really like the idea of being able to live that long enough to become like the galaxy's foremost expert on any given topic. You know what I mean? Because you would have that time and it's not like Asari's metabolism is comparatively slow to everyone else. So they are like, you know, acting and living at the same speed as everyone else. It's just longer. So it is very interesting that they could, uh, but imagine, okay, imagine this. You've spent 700 years studying why lemons grow differently on Ilium <laughs> than they do on Thessia. And then, you know, you're like 800 some years old and then a, and then a Salarian who's 20 <laughs> knows more than you. Because <laughs> uh, they live in like hyperspeed. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. They're literally Quicksilver, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Jen, I'm sorry, we jumped away from you before you can answer the question. Do you want to say what you added in chat just to wrap up the question about partners and, and that kind of thing? Oh, uh, how Sam asked the question about the lifespan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, losing a partner would be soul crushing, but knowing that the children we have would carry them on in spirit, it would still make it worth it. Interesting. Yeah, it's similar to like uh, the concept of elves in fantasy, you know, elves living very long lives or, you know, infinite lifespans and yet, you know, marrying a mortal and then having a family and then watching them get old, like similar kind of concept here in but in space. So Couldn't they like marry a human, have a kid with a human, let the human die, marry a Corian, let the Corian die, have a kid with a, like, have a kid with a Corian, just like have a kid with each of the different races <laughs> just collect spouses from all the different races yeah why not <laughs> yeah i guess Get you could do that collection yeah that sounds like a cool story element to add into like a future game or novel or something like you know they've never really said how long asari gestation periods are and i don't really want to spend like 300 years being pregnant <laughs> that's true i did nine months and that was enough <laughs> yeah yeah um so, Magister, we jumped away from you. Is there anything else you wanted to add about your perspective on this? Um, well, speaking of kids, um, I think the um, and more so on the the connectivity of it, but the mind meld, I think that that is something that is really cool, especially like when you get to like Mass Effect 3 right before everything goes down and you and Liara, Liara has have that moment together, like it, having the scene, the whole, uh, basically like a universal type thing. Like imagine being able to just connect the mind with somebody and just share your most intimate moment. I think that would be like an even, even more part of a caveat to, um, being a part of that race. Yeah. Huge bonus, but also kind of scary. Cause you're opening yourself up. Like there's no, there's no boundaries there. Right. Like direct connection. Um, super intimate, but also like also super intimate, <laughs> right? For both both ways. Um, short. 
Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, now, M. Jamar, you also picked a sari. Tell us about your reasoning here. Um, uh, Magister and Genesis definitely said, you know, said a lot of like the mind mill. That's really cool. Like that's like you have superpowers basically, like the biotics, um, and also the fact that the Protheans pretty much like set them up for success. Like they gave them the blueprint, so like their their entire species is just pretty much good. Like you're straight. And then I really like, you know, like how liberal they seem to be. You know, they don't seem to be very restrictive. Um, they, they let you kind of do what you want to do, you know, love who you, you want to love or whatever, you know. And it's, it's it just seems really cool. Like, I mean, compared to any other race, um, like I, I don't see, for me personally, like I feel like I would just fit in so well. I, I was considering the drill, but um, I feel like the Asari, I know more about them. And they're just... They just seem of like a much more welcoming race and they and they have all their they have the arts, they have a culture, a history. Like I don't see what else more you could ask. It does seem like a pretty utopic society. Um, right. however, I will push back a little bit about them being welcoming of outsiders. And now I know that this is under the impression that you are also an Asari, so they probably would be welcoming, but um, but for outsiders, that seems to be where they draw the line. And we've run into a lot of Asari in the, in the series who are pretty classist uh, as well. But, you know, not all Asari are going to be like that. So, yeah, they are like that was one thing. I, they kind of seem like kind of like uppity, like kind of just they think they're they maybe think they're too good. Like some of them probably think that because like they're just, you know, they have uh, their culture very advanced. But. Uh, other than that, I mean, like, I don't know. There's too many bad things, except unless, but probably the Arda Yakshi or how how do you say it? That's probably like the worst thing about the Asari. Um, but I mean, I feel like it's just so, so many ups, very little, very little downsides. Sounds like you have like inside you a lot of these qualities, but so you find that to be kind of like home for you. Like you would feel very comfortable among them. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'm kind of picking up on. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, any questions about Asari for M. Jamar? Anybody else want to chime in on this one? Looking around. No. I think maybe we've we've worked our way through the Asari. Tell you what. Let's go thank our patrons. We'll take our mid break here, and then when we come back, we're gonna get to the rest of the patrons and find out what their choices are. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign, and this lorecast is mine. I like the sound of that. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. I'll try to make this quick. We have a new patron who's actually a returning patron because of uh, complications. Apollo's back. Apollo, thanks for joining back. Thanks for making that work out. Uh, <laughs> Patreon's got weird with some billing system they were using, and everything got kind of screwed up for some people. So uh, if, if you're having problems with Patreon, write them. They might be able to help you out. Um, but thank you for uh, keeping up with that and joining us again. And we have to shout out our Shepherd tier patrons, Kolkashins, Edboy, Kira C, Lieutenant Ticino, and William. Thank you so much to all of you guys. And uh, let's see, do we have any? Nope, no new reviews this week. But if you'd like to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. If you're interested in joining us for future chats like this or getting ad-free episodes or t-shirts and all the other cool stuff you can get, go to patreon.com slash Mass Effect Lorecast and check that out. That's going to do it for the mid-break this week. We have more chatting to do, so let's, let's move on with that. 
All right, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash Mass Effect, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Mass Effect, expressvpn.com slash Mass Effect to learn more. Spit it out, or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. All right. Who would like to go next? Who's ready to... Paulo. Paulo says he's ready. All right. So first, I'll thank Patreon for this, because I think this is my seventh shout out for being a new member between <laughs> this, Two Girls, and Lord of the Rings, even though I've never actually left any of them. But all right. So I'm a seven-time new member. Hey, it's an extra so, bonus for your troubles. <laughs> here we go. Mm -hmm. So as a teacher, I'm going to go Prothean because of some of the cool things they can do. So as a teacher and somebody who's traveled around the world first off you have the protheans they have their ability to touch something and feel the history so i would say just imagine going to athens and touching the parthenon and the amazing history that you would feel from that or going to rome in the forum and touching a building there yeah or That's to add on to that idea any location that humans have been for a long time that you may not even know the history of because like we have writings from Greece and Rome, but there are lots of locations that humans have lived for a long time that we don't have actual historical data on. And you'd be able to gather so much more. I mean, think about that. Think about places in the Americas, Africa, Australia, places where like the history is a little bit more ambiguous. That would be amazing. And it's a good thing that Protheans seem to be able to do that at will. So it's not like constant sensory overload that they're just, you know, absorbing everything from every surface. Because can you imagine going to the bathroom in a public <laughs> restaurant? <laughs> the thousands of poops that were there before you? Oh, my God. That's a, actually a joke for my own Mass Effect D&D campaign, uh, because I was I was my OC was a Prothean and uh, he had no social um, bearing whatsoever. So when he came into the cycle, it was during Mass Effect 2, uh, he went to a bathroom in, the, in Omega and he was trying to learn more about how to even communicate with people. So he uh, he touched the toilet seat and no good. and no uh, good. <laughs> it didn't work out no nope. and my 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 gm the the dungeon master for mass effect D, D was not i don't think he was happy <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty messed up uh sorry apollo we took that in a very different direction but go go on with this idea because what you had going was a lot more noble than <laughs> right 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 well so beyond that is from what i've seen like they have the ability to pick up languages also by a touch and as a world traveler, that would be an 
invaluable tool to be able to go literally anywhere in the world and put your hand on somebody's shoulder who is fluent in language and you got it. And I assume that if they can do that with a language, they can also do that with knowledge. So you go up to a chemistry, a college chemistry professor, you put your hand on their shoulder. Now, you know, chemistry, like the educational applications of being a protein are out of this world. Could you learn, learn Kung Fu that way? Like in the Matrix? I don't know. And so, and seven, can they learn physical things or is it only, <laughs> or is it only all knowledge? of a sudden you become like, you, good... you touch the best tango dancer in the universe and all of a sudden you're just the most amazing tango dancer. I would be willing to, to go. Oh, I don't think that we have confirmation of this in the lore, but I, I would be willing to speculate that no, they do not gain the muscle memories from things like that. They, they, it's not, they're not rewiring their own motor cortex with that i think that they're just gaining the memories of what had happened there so so i don't think that they're actually um like gaining motor skills from it but you know who knows i could be wrong that makes sense that makes sense so okay anybody else have any questions about the prothean lifestyle for apollo jen i I actually just have like a quick lore question because my brain is blurring it can protheans also give the data to other people or is that only in a sorry thing I believe that they can. Okay. I, I know for a fact that they can in Mass Effect D and D. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, Javik did it in uh, in the DLC to Shepard. He gives Shepard memories. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they okay. kind of First exchange them, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that why Javik uh, can speak English <laughs> or whatever language I, you're playing the game in? I, well, I no, he so. takes well, the memories yeah. from you. I just didn't know if he could give, right. if could he give right, Shepard's memories was, to somebody else? I, I, think, I was saying they exchange them. Uh, I think uh, it has to, I think that has to be done through the memory shards. Because I know Javik has one in his quota. So I think that's the only way he could transfer information to another person. Okay. Uh, M. Jamar, I saw your hand up go too. Did you have a question? Um... Yeah, I was going to ask Apollo, like, so what if you were born during the wartime with the Reapers? Like, you know, that doesn't seem, <laughs> that seems kind of, uh, seem like a bummer. Well, I'm suspending all of that part. I'm, 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 I'm living now. I'm, I'm taking okay. this as in, if I could be an alien race now and be accepted mm-hmm. as this weird headed, strange alien creature, if I could live right now. That's what I'd want to be. Wait, like right now in our world or right now, meaning like up to date right now in, in Mass our Effect? world or in or in the post in the modern world of Mass Effect post Mass Effect three. OK, well, so Apollo, you made those. a compelling argument to me. I would I now want to be a Prothean. I mean, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. It's, I don't know how it would feel being like one of only, I guess, two. It would be you and Javik would be the ones left over in that universe and then only one in ours that'd be well, super weird in, the, my, in this i'll be a female so we can start procreating i was okay <laughs> i was just gonna ask <laughs> all right all right that's a plan anybody else with prothean on their on their answer card nobody else nobody else picked prothean well this was cool apollo thanks thanks for that idea who would like to go next Anybody? Anybody? Mighty? Oh, I saw Mighty's finger f- go up in the air before I saw Scott's hand. Mighty? What do you think you would be? 
Um, I'm not going to sound very original, but um, uh, I picked Asari first uh, when I when I saw the thing. So I cannot uh, really uh, I won't really add things that haven't already been said. So I'll try to be fast about it. Um, what I love, well, first off is obviously the lifespan. That's like a thousand and something years old. And also the fact that it's, well, I feel like the culture, the technology at that time is very like similar to, uh, our own. So it wouldn't really be, uh, that much of a change because if I only wanted to pick a race for the lifespan, uh, I could have went with the Krogan, but I don't really want to live in the apocalypse. So, um, yeah, one for the Azari and also uh, of the biotics is a, is a plus and it just look cool in general. And the other uh, reasons, uh, they, are, they have already been said. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So Jen brought up in our little chat here for the meeting that uh, she reminded us. She's shaking her head no that uh, as your biotic power increases, so also does your bust size. Um, Busted. Is that, (laughs) thank you for that memory, (laughs) Jen. Uh, Does that affect your feelings towards being in a sorry? Me? Uh, Not at all. It's even better. Okay. Well, maybe it affects it for the better. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't have women's breasts. I don't know what that's like. I don't know if that becomes a problem at some point once they get past a certain size. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) this is also part of uh, the reason too. Just, you know, something like very different, like being in a... I don't know, like, I personally, like, I don't want to, to, uh, to be in a, uh, in a woman body, but I don't judge people that do, but you know, just for, um, just to test it one day, I mean, it looks kind of special. Yeah. That's a uh, really yeah. cool concept of like the, the different feeling of being in a physically different form than what you but like, are you, used you, to. you can be like in a different body as a nursery, but still be like, um, very masculine about it because there's only like one sex. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Looks, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. even if you were to pick a Krogan, like you would, whether you're a male Krogan or a female Krogan, it would be a very different body than a human body, right? Whether it's yeah, yeah, gender yeah. or racially different, like the experience of that is, but, is hard um, to imagine. Like also like the reason I picked answer is because, you know, it's, it's different, but at the same time, it's not too different. Like, I don't know, being a Turgan or Krogan seems like kind of scary because, you know, it's all uh, scaly and weird. But, um, yeah, it's like uh, very, um, and that, those are the reasons why I take it as a ring. Cool, cool. Sam, do you have any other thoughts on this one? Um, hmm. Thought, thoughts on boobs getting bigger with well age? Uh, sorry uh, no, sorry and, and mighty tell us <laughs> um, uh you know what I, I i i guess it would be like it depends on how long we're saying that we would like to be this race from mass effect because if it's like a day sure yeah i would i agree and i would also like to see what it's like to be a sorry for a day if it's longer if it's like a year i i think i'm good yeah, I think I think we're talking permanent. Like, who would you if you couldn't be nope, human, you would have to be this other race, right? <laughs> I don't um, know, man. <laughs> I don't know. That would be that. Well, any other race, right? It would be a 
huge shock to your anything, system. So anything like uh, imagine waking up in the morning and looking in the mirror and now you've got blue skin. Like that's imagine not a thing waking up. humans do, <laughs> right? Middle of middle of the night, gotta go to the bathroom. Guess what? Now you got a cloaca. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Trying to eat that food? Nope, you've got a beak. It's like the <laughs> fourth luck. bathroom joke I've made today. So, <laughs> man, bathroom jokes all over. Uh, Mighty, any other thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm going to try to be quick about it. And with the language barrier, it's kind of difficult. But um, like being able to live a thousand uh, something years old, like it's. 11 or 1200 I'm not, I'm not too sure um but it's being able to learn as much things as possible because i'm someone who loves you know uh consuming knowledge and just learning new things every day but with a human lifespan or turian uh uh any other race really except uh, krogan and uh, the leviathans like learning knowledge is difficult for, for them because of our uh, limited uh, lifespan but as a nazari or krogan like you have a thousand years to to learn as much things as possible and Nazaris got it easier than krogan because you know they, they live on tachanka and tachanka is not a it's not a very good place to live at i think no uh to to learn new things too it's you know it's a bang 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 um but yeah Azari. Yeah, that's it. I don't have any uh, other thought. That's cool. That's cool. I also enjoy learning things, and I think a lot, I think a lot of our audience, like we, we, a lot of us, are into that. So I could totally see that. Um, Scott, you raised your hand. What are you thinking? What race are you going to pick? Yeah, I'm thinking Drow. Actually, okay. I really like the idea of the eidetic memory <laughs> um, and being able to remember. I mean everything although i i like how thane warns about the possibility of getting lost in your own memories so i feel like that's an important thing to heed um but i also just really like the religiousness of the drell um and especially the way that thane digs into that a lot and you get to experience that with coliot as well um and and even if you're not you know with thane um you still get to experience the prayers and things like that at the end too so i feel like there's just a lot with the drell um, that I would love to dig into more that we don't really get to dig into because we really only have Thane, Coliot, and um, uh, what's Liara's friend from the DLC? Uh, yeah, Farron. So um, I think those, plus I feel like all of us can probably resonate a little bit with kind of being from a planet that uh, maybe isn't doing so hot or is doing <laughs> a little too hot um, these days. So it's kind of the for me there bro yeah that's that's an interesting perspective too i mean uh, so are you thinking this is more of someone you want to aspire to or this actually matches a lot of how you feel already yeah i think it matches a lot of like how i feel because like religious stuff is important to my life uh given the work that i do um but then i i think also just the idea of being able to remember things i've noticed that you know uh, the older we get uh, the more kids i have uh, it, it's harder and harder to remember things sometimes so it might be nice to be able to go to the store and be like oh shit, what was on the list and then be able to just flash back and be like oh yeah i remember that i wrote it down yeah um and things like that so yeah how would you feel about i mean this was brought up earlier the being in the body of something different and the drill are considerably different in like physical you know ways would that 
would you get i mean i'm sure we'd all get used to it at some point right but like how do you feel about actually being in a drill body i feel like it'd be pretty cool i think it'd be interesting it kind of would i feel like be like a superhero movie where you see like spider-man like get gain his powers for the first time because of the fact that the drill are so like much more compact and kind of have that like density to like add to their punches so i'm almost like would it be like a superhero thing we'd be like whoa i'm really strong like how did this happen i'm really fast like yeah that. yeah that would be cool sam do you have any thoughts or questions i i do <laughs> and no one get mad at me but i have to ask is it another uh, if bathroom you were thing? a drill would you be fine with the very uh uh fucked up social contract between the hanar and the drill i mean from what i understand in the lore i don't think the drill and the hanar it's like i don't know that i would say it's messed up i feel like they, they're both on pretty good terms with things I guess it would probably depend. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do you work for like a family or is it just kind of like you get to live places? I mean, it's yeah, but, but it's like, it's still kind of messed up. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like the Hanar saved them. Yes, of course. But they also wield that as like a, don't forget we yeah, saved right. you. You owe us. Yeah. They hold it over them. M. Jamar, you wanted to chime in about this. Did you have something to say? No, I was just going to say, like, what Sam said, like, yeah, we, they hold it over their head, like, kind of almost in a passive-aggressive way, because you know how the hen are, but, like, they're, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's, like, such a gray area, but it's not too bad, I guess. Right? Oh, it could be totally, it could be way worse, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It could be worse, yeah. yeah, yeah, but, but, Scott, you say that if you were a drill, you think that it wouldn't bother you. I mean, again, I feel like we could find examples of that in our own world with humans. So um, I think it might just depend on, again, like which Hanar you interact with. I, you know, I'm assuming that like anybody else, there's probably Hanar that treat, you know, drill better than others and stuff. So, I mean, I, mean, it, I guess it would be kind of dependent on how that all plays out. So it could be bad. It could be pretty yeah. negative. I mean, you could also be an expat, too. So you could leave Kajay. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay. All right, so that's our first drill. We had somebody else bring up drill, but didn't actually commit to that. Uh, anybody else with drill? We don't have any other drill here. Who has yet to go? I think G-Man hasn't gone. Will? Will hasn't gone. And G-Man, who wants to go next? Anybody? Will. Will's ready. Yeah. Also, uh, real quick, Will, before you start chiming in, uh, sometimes your audio goes in and out. If that continues to be a problem, just turn off your camera, and it might actually fix the audio. So, okay. just in case. Yeah, just let me know if okay. it is. Yeah. Um, 50, 50, Asari or Krogan. So I would want to be an Asari because I just like to, I do too many things and I need more time. Um, like I do triathlons and I barbecue and I bartend and I've owned businesses and I've done all these different things and I do facilities. Like I'm just like all over the place. So I would like to be able to like take time to really work on one thing and take time to work on another thing, take time to work on another thing without being like, I know I only have so many years that I can physically do certain things. Like I can't, I can't run a half marathon at 80 years old. Like I can at 30 something. Right. And just physically, we, we can't do that. Right. So we're limited in that span. But then my family's psychotic. So I feel like I would just get thrown into the Krogan. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, so they're like, psych like, Krogan like psychotic, uh, um, like aggressive, like my family anger has things. fought every single war this country has been in, and that's a lot of wars because America. And <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Like to the point of we, the men in our, on my dad's side, up until this current generation, I think only like two or three died of natural causes. Most of them were preachers or, or criminals or in the military. And most of them got shot in the back. Wow. So yeah, we, um, so I would just, it's one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So I think you've answered the question between like, which do you naturally align with and which one would you aspire to? So yeah. you more naturally align with the Krogan because just, of your family yeah, history. The way my family is. Yeah. Just how it is. Right. Yeah. But you would rather be in <laughs> a sorry because yeah, yeah, it's a much better society. Still has a long life. All of those things. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to like headbutt people on a daily basis just because I can. That's good. That's good. Because some people are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's interesting how much that dynamic has come up. I think the, the lure of a much longer lifespan is obviously very appealing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Sorry, have a utopic society. Sure. Like everything about their society seems utopic. And, and if we're talking about being a, a member of this race, I think considering the society that we'd be a part of is integral to that. Hence why no one has even v- dared to say that they would like to be a Batarian. No, I don't think any one of us wants to be. <laughs> no, no. Cool. All right. Any other thoughts on this, Will? Or anybody else have any questions? No, you good? You good? All right. Let's go to G-Man. G-Man, I think you're wrapping this up for us. Sweet, sweet. Um, Mine would be probably the Turian. Um, The first Turian. This is the only time Turian has come up. Interesting. Okay, so why Turian? Uh, Probably just because it would be the, it's more of the what I am sort of thing. It's the easiest transference from like kind of the way I am now to what I would switch into raised in a very military family and, you know, raised around a bunch of Marines, stuff like that. Um, kind of took up profession of arms. I, I instructor for, I teach rifle, pistol, shotgun stuff all the time. So, uh, it just kind of, that would just kind of be what I am. Like the, the, uh, the scene in the, uh, in the Citadel DLC where Shepard's trying to get him to, you know, get Garrus to kind of hook up with somebody. He's like, you know, you know what you need? And he's like that Mark four silencer scope. That's me. So that's, <laughs> that's probably, that's probably the easiest one to go with. And I've been told I have a, a pull up a certain place every once in a while too. So that probably makes the most sense to me. Okay. Yeah. I, I, the military aspect absolutely lines up with that. Sam, do you have any thoughts? How would you, yeah how would you feel about how highly stratified their society is and it it, they they claim that it's a meritocracy uh so how would you like not just your job but everything basically about your social status and how people view you to be linked to that kind of hierarchy of essentially it almost sounds like from the lore the turians have an unwritten social credit score Obviously coming from coming from like what I'm in now to that terrible. Like I would, I would hate that a ton, but also I've kind of also worked and performed in situations that operate on similar things. If I mean anybody that knows anybody in the military knows that there's kind of a there's some politics behind some of the rank structure. Um and it goes along similar lines. 
Um, the Turians are much more extreme in that regard, obviously, but, um, yeah, I, I would not, I would not be a big fan. Yeah. What do you think, what do you think the best part of Turian society would be? Uh, probably general supremacy at that point, like at least in, from the point of like mass effect one, you're kind of considered the strong arm of everything at that point. Like you're the, you are the enforcement arm of the council. You're, you're not really challenged. Uh, you, yeah. you're basically the, you're the, like the, you're the skeletal structure. You're like the backbone of what everything is that's running at the time. Yeah. And with that would come a lot of political power, which would probably mean given the Turians Roman like kind of governmental structure, I, I would imagine that that level of political power would serve to benefit the Turian people uh, heavily. They also have a, a strong sense of honor and when that is taken in a positive direction that can be a really nice thing it can be thrown in a negative direction as well and kind of utilized against people but i can see that being appealing for that society yeah not not as much deceit maybe not as much right uh you know right. Dis- deception in the workplace upholding That's why saren was so odd for compared to every other Turian and so disgraceful to their race because he was that disgraceful, dishonorable asshole uh, who was so out of place for his race. Right. Yeah. And that can be weaponized. That can have negative things, too. But in general, in a positive way, this idea of upholding people of, you know, honorable standing who do good things and are good representations for society is a very healthy thing to do. So what do you think about that, G-Man? Uh, I think it's I think it's a double-edged sword. I think it's on one hand having the uh, one hand having a society where people are expected to expected to perform above and beyond the call of duty, and that's just normal. Um, promotes very good performance, but at the same time, it also you know it can be toxic. It kind of minimizes yeah, it minimizes the fact that what they do is above and beyond the call. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sure. Sure. Yeah. There's, it's a double edged sword. If you push it too far, it definitely becomes toxic, but uh, at least on the surface, it can be a positive thing. So yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, anybody else with questions about Turians before we wrap this up? I think we're done. I think this might be it. Sam. I have a, I have a question for our patrons. Um, what race would Tom and I be? (laughs) Anybody? <laughs> what do you think? Anyone? Anyone want to take a stab at that? Tom um, is a, uh, definitely a bolus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Definitely a bolus. Oh. I'm a biotic and god. Then, Let's and call it. Sam is a Solarian because he's he's always researching. You know, he's got a big brain, so he's definitely. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I get to I be agree. the bolus. Oh, I agree completely with uh, Jamar. <laughs> A Volus I'm and a seeing Solarian. a lot of nods. I'm seeing a lot of nods here. I think that might be the consensus. Nothing, nothing wrong with being no. Volus. They built the banking system. I feel like her personality doesn't match the Solarian we've met. Because you so, you jump around sometimes. Joke. So my, my, my personality very does or track. does not? Yeah, your, your voice was getting choppy. It does? Does not. Does not. But it does not. Yeah, take camera off. So yeah, I feel feel like I say I feel like your personality does not match with Solarians mm. too much because 
Solarian, every Solarian we've ever met has always been very one track mind. Very squirrely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll have a conversation. You're talking about a bathroom joke. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's yeah, I think that's, that's my influence. That's my right. corruption on him. If I wasn't here, he would be much more serious about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just look at last episode, right? <laughs> I just yeah. see Tom being more of a, a Solarian and um and seven being the uh the Corian. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, Corian. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I've definitely go. got a Solarian quality to me when I'm when I'm being more serious and more focused. Um, uh, me on different shows, uh, like the balance between hosts and whatever works differently, right? So yeah. Oh, you yeah. definitely get the uh, the uh, modern day Solarian in you as well. <laughs> And I got, uh, I got I get frequent sinus infections, so I have a decent need of antibiotics. So I guess I would be a Corian in that respect. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Let's go back through everybody. And this is your opportunity to share anything that you've got going on or shout something out or just say, hey, thanks for being here. Uh, you know, send me a note on the discord or whatever. Uh, I'm going to go in the order that I see everyone. So we're going to start with Will. You got anything to share, Will? No, just chilling. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, Genesis, I know you've got stuff. I do have stuff. Uh, Two Girls, One Ship podcast where we analyze, rate, and review video game romances, including all of those of Mass Effect. We have completed the original trilogy so far um, and a whole bunch of other different games. And then um, the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we look at everything Cyberpunk, TTRPG, the video game, TV series, everything. And I still can't decide what you guys are so i don't know if the volus fits and i don't know if the solarian fits this is a real I keep, i'm gonna hold i'm gonna keep thinking about this all right yeah let us know and if you're listening at home and or at work or wherever and you have a different opinion on this feel free to share it on our discord let us know what you think um well thanks jen ed boy you got anything to sh- shout out or share uh no i'm just happy to be back on hill it's been like three months since i've been able to actually join the podcast oh well, i'm glad you made it too um, yeah, but uh, I'm just on the Discord, just talking about Mass Effect. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Magister. You got anything going on? Ah, uh, no, I got a couple ideas going. I want to kind of do uh, podcast wise, but that's a uh, not here or nor there right now. But feel free to hit me up, Magister Davida, on the uh, Discord or in the Patreon, whichever else you want to do. Uh, feel free. I'm free to chat. Awesome. I also didn't know you were a thespian. That's really cool. It's, it's always cool to learn about other people's like hobbies and traits and qualities and things. Um, so thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Uh, Turbo, you got anything going on? Usually you're like, no, I don't. Not, not anything I want to talk about, uh, but uh, I'll let you know what goes on with it. Cool. Yeah. Keep us posted. That's awesome. Apollo, thanks for being here. Glad to be back for the fourth or fifth time, even though I never really left. Uh, nothing really going on. Just excited to finally about to see what this Baldur's Gate is all about. Dude, it's so good. I hope you have a blast. Absolutely. Awesome. And then Green Wicked Ranger. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you, Tom. You got anything to share? Or shout out? No, not really. Uh, not this. Uh, not this time. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, thanks for being here. And M. Uh, Jamar. Anytime. Yeah. And M. Jamar, you got anything going on? Uh, no, you know, just find me in the Discord, M. Jamar, if you want to talk Mass Effect or, you know, 
Dragon Age, um, I'm a Dragon Age fan. And also the the Volus, that was just I said that for the memes. That was just it was just for the memes. Um oh, but yeah, it was it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, but it was a uh, great um, being here tonight. I hope you guys have a good one. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. G Man. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, I don't have anything going on. I'm just G Man the Discord, and I'll probably be hidden in a cave playing Starfield for like the next month. So <laughs> I might not be very active on there. But uh, <laughs> if I am, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be ready to talk Mass Effect. Always, always am. But uh, thanks for having me on. I'll see you all later. Awesome. Yeah, I will probably be in a cave playing. Both Sam and I will both be in caves playing Starfield. Um, <laughs> Mighty Talos, you got anything to shout out? Uh, thank you for having me. Um, I really want to um, purchase myself like a laptop and a good quality mic to start a podcast on my own. Like I said in the podcast idea, like a podcast about uh, Yakuza. Mm-hmm. I'd really like that because I love that. And, and you can also uh, on the Discord, Mighty Talos, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's it. Awesome. Well, good luck with that. I hope you're. I, I hope everybody who has plans for like content creation and all that fun stuff is able to put stuff together because it is a lot of fun. So I hope that works out. And then Scott, Scott, wrapping us up. Just keeping busy with work and parenting. That's all I got going on. Find me on the Discord or on Twitter. Awesome. That that is enough. That is enough. And parenting is a very important job, and also work is an important job. So <laughs> nice, Sam. You have anything you want to share? Um, I'm going to be returning to my Starfield cave right after we're done recording here. <laughs> uh, so I've I've ordered some enchiladas from a nearby restaurant, and I've got my my plans for my Friday night set. Uh, but other than that, I am streaming Mass Effect, uh, doing a personal canon playthrough now because my randomized playthrough decided to end at a random point in time. Uh, because <laughs> What happens when you switch the uh, places of the actors uh, is that sometimes the game doesn't know how to reconcile it at the end of a mission. And what happened with me is Morden and Malin got switched in their places at the end of Morden's loyalty mission, and the game couldn't get over that. So when you're supposed to leave the planet, it just crashes. And I didn't have a save around it, so... That was the end of that. So now I'm doing a personal canon playthrough, trying to stay as close to my own, uh, you know, preferences as possible. I've played through so many times and done so many different playthroughs now that I don't, I almost don't remember what they are, but I'm hitting the major ones. Uh, and you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at In7TheLegend, going to be streaming on Saturdays. Sweet. Yeah, have fun with that. And uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck with with Starfield and the new playthrough and all of that. Uh, I also will be playing a lot of Starfield. I'll probably be streaming it on the Robots Radio Twitch channel. Uh, uh, there's the Starfield Lorecast, which is just exploded up the. It got up to number seven on Apple's video game podcast list, which is crazy. So a lot of people are tuning in. Uh, we're having a lot of fun with that. So if you're into Starfield and like space games and want to learn more about the lore, which we'll eventually get to, we're not spoiling too much yet. Then go check that out. And of course, you can find my shows and a bunch of other people's shows over at robotsradio.net. So go check that stuff out. Thank you again, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for being here and for supporting the show. It means the world to us. Also, those of you in chat right now, thank you for being here. All right, that's going to do it. We'll see you next time. We'll be back with a regular episode next week. And until then, stay safe out there, regardless of whatever race you are. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at MassEffectLorecast at gmail.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.